0: Mental health check in with Link Come on and check in with me Mental health check in with Link Come on and check it with me Mental health check in with Link Come on and check in with me Come on and check it with me Mental health check in with Lee.
1: Welcome 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 to another episode of Mental Health Check in with Talit. today, I have a special guest from the challenge world and TV
0: world, Mr. Adam Larson. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thank you for the uh thank you for the beautiful morning intro. I feel like you're <laughs> caffeinating my life just with your energy.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes to come on here and talk mental health. I know it's not an easy subject to talk about, especially as men, but I just want to say thank you for coming on and saying yes.
0: Oh, Yes, I'm happy to
1: be here. So let's get into these questions. My first question I like to actually ask, ask all my guests when they first come on here. I'm gonna ask you, how is your mental health? Uh,
0: my my mental health is um well I think it's really good. Like I think my mental health is uh it's something that I keep front of mind and that I'm presently constantly engaging on, whether it's like a self-growth type of thing or just like stepping into vulnerability. Um, I think that mental health is just something that it's kind of like that one area where we don't do enough work. And so every day I do like my gratitude journaling, like what I want my day to look like. like. It's just kept me so healthy to constantly engage mentally versus like only engaging when we're feeling like depression about the past that we can't change or anxiety about the future that we can't control so like I, I'm not I'm not I'm doing the typical Adam answer right now <laughs> not giving not giving you a true answer but like I think my mental health is really good just because like I'm living at a time where we can even be aware of it yeah I like to ask that question because I feel like it brings um you know
1: a deeper um answer like you know how we are like we'll say how you doing we we're quick to say i'm okay you know just brush it off when you ask somebody how's their mental health i feel like it opens like the door to another deeper conversation to say hey i'm okay but mentally i'm struggling so you know thank you there's no right answer or wrong answer to that question but thank you for
0: answering it you know thank you so much i'd love to okay My hopefully next... from what i hear about your podcast and from what i've heard yeah. I I don't think that we're going to stop diving in. I think we're going to go deeper, right? Like you're just kind of like knocking on the door with that question. Yeah. So the next deeper conversation question I like to ask is is a
1: second favorite follow-up question after the first one is growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you?
0: That's such a good question. Was it? Um, Well, my dad's passed. So like, I almost kind of feel bad sometimes, like, but, like, we are what was modeled for us, and I think that, like he was raised by like in a in an abusive, volatile home my dad my mom was raised in a home where like she lost her dad at a young age, and like so like people were constantly working, and I think that kind of like sometimes we say that, like, oh, how are you busy like yeah. with with what's modeled for us by our parents, like we don't really check in, so like. Can you ask the question again, man? Cause like, I think I've got it right here, but like, was it okay, right? Was it okay not to be okay? Like, was it okay, like not- It to- wasn't okay to be vulnerable. Cause like, that wasn't what was modeled for us. I mean, like you cry and like, I'll give you something to cry about. Like, y- you don't know how good you have it. You don't know how lucky you are. You don't know what a blessing it is to be in this country. You don't know how hard your mom and dad work. But like, at the same token, I was diagnosed at a very young age with, ADHD and so that got me involved in like psychotherapy and regular therapy and then my parents were trying like they were going to split up so that was family therapy and so I would say that um I would say it was okay man yeah like I I think that my parents did the best job they did and even though it wasn't something that we really leaned in to not be okay I would say that um we're gonna have to come back to that because I don't know like I think I just kind of talked around it but maybe I also answered your question because like now you know a little bit of like yeah, where it, I come
1: it, from you definitely answer you know and that like that's another question is no right or wrong these questions that I ask is no right or wrong answer you know just based off your experience you know how you grew up your struggles I and- see that scorecard, man like you're writing
0: everything down <laughs>
1: I promise you I <laughs> I promise at the you end know. of this we're gonna have
0: like a disc profile like a Myers-Briggs thing you're gonna pop <laughs> I can't wait. I, I can't wait to be judged by you, Leek. You seem too kind. I hope um, it's a no, no judgment at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just like talking mental health. Um,
1: my next question for you, right? You talked about therapy. So we know that therapy is a must guys. you know, stay in therapy or get into therapy. How has therapy helped you, you know, with your, you know, you said
0: you had struggled with ADHD. How does that help you? Um, so we go to the gym for our bodies. But we don't go to the gym for our mind, unless we're doing some kind of therapy, maybe some like DBT uh, journaling, like we got you've got to be like, actively, it's not just reading self help books. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've got to like, so therapy for me was usually like, how's your medication working? Do we need to change the dosage? What kind of trouble are you getting in school? Where are your grades at? So it's very performance based therapy. Whereas, um, the most recent, like I, my therapist now um, is like really good for high conflict, um, like partnerships and divorce. And I went through, uh, I'm still riding the roller coaster of life, but like I went through a pretty a pretty dark time in my marriage, uh, which didn't work out, and I had to get involved with somebody. And what was beautiful is like in that therapy or in that therapeutic process. I was taught how to like frame questions and frame my like my perspective, right? Yeah. About like doing what's in the best interest of my dogs. Like, what's in the best interest of Hunter and Harlow? What, not what's in the best interest of Adam? Um, but like, in order to like de-escalate in a high conflict type of thing, you need to be just using facts, not opinions. Stay away from like emotional engagement. Cutting fuel sources off from people who could be narcissistic or I mean, we all are, so, like, if you just, sometimes people are just engaging for the drama, it doesn't matter whether it's good attention or bad attention, so then you have to start judging, like, well, who do you let in, and then what do boundaries look like, so at this point, at 44 years, I'm finally understanding what a healthy boundary looks like, and what it means not to just, like, fight or flight, but to, like, pause, and, like, not get just like what's called fawning, right? Like not just freeze in the headlights and stand there and get like bulldozed. It's like, all right, how do I like, how do I approach this in a way where I'm not going to be shaming or blaming or pointing the finger at somebody else about what they did right right or wrong? And how am I going to let this like, so the therapy right now that I'm engaging in is just, it's all about like removing the shadow. And that's like all that blame, shame, guilt, and type of stuff. Where like that voice in our head—if it was our roommate—we would kick it the fuck out. We like, yeah. there's no way we'd be friends with that voice that's inside of our head. So it, then it goes to kindness, and it's like, well, who do we be kind to? We be kind to ourselves and our family, and but like we really take care of ourselves first, and then like, what is does what that look like? Like it's a process. It's a routine. It's like proper habits that you're forming. You're. I mean, it's as simple as like making your bed when you first wake up, drinking a gla- like a glass of water, doing yeah. five minutes of meditation or yoga. Like everybody has their own type of thing, and like I I love to help people try to put together a cool routine where it's like five quick wins in the morning, and you just feel like a you feel like a monster before you're even out the door. And so like just try to get, be the best version of myself, man. Yeah, Adam four adam 4.0 i like that that. um my next question for
1: you right there's a stigma right surrounding mental health right but there's also a stigma surrounding men's mental health what do you what do you say to that stigma that says men we can't cry we can't be weak you know we have to man up we have to get over it what do you say to that stigma
0: says who yeah because i'm a i'm a crier man yeah Yeah. so when i I mean, when I got off my first show, people were just like, you're a little bitch, you cry all the time, you do this, you do that. And it's like, man, I cry listening to a song, taking my girls to school in the morning and just trying to get the words out about why that song means something to me. And it could be like, you know, move it, move it from Madagascar too, or something like that, you know? So um, no, but let me be real. Let me be like, men used to have to go off and fight wars. Men used to have to go, like, go off and be the hunters and provide, like because of we, we had like a, a certain physical advantage over, yeah. over females. And so I think that that like really holds true. And I think that as men, it's a little bit unfair, but we're, we're going to be modeling that behavior for the next generations, and the fact that like we can still be uh, we, we could still be men and be vulnerable at the same time. like both can be true. It doesn't just mean like that, I mean like how how do you feel about that? I feel like how you do mean. you, how do because I don't, because I kind of give zero fucks about a lot of stuff and yeah. almost like going against the crowd, like being experimental and exploring like all of my options before I decide on something. And so I, I think that ma- male vulnerability is like one of the most beautiful things and I can't like I get complimented on it more often than not when I think that someone's going to be like, why are you such a crier? So like, wh- I, where where are you at with men's I feel
1: though, with the stigma, I feel like it's bullshit. You know, yes, we can curse on here. We're raw, honest on here. It's bullshit. I feel like men are suffering. You know, the suicide rate in men is up high, you know? And that comes with people judging people, you know, saying like, oh, this person's a crybaby. He's so emotional. You know, men can be emotional. Men can cry. Men can have, you know bad thoughts men can have they all days especially the men that's like like in relationships and stuff like that but i feel like you know with women you know they have to look at their husband or partner and make sure they okay if a man want to step away make sure his mental health okay that is okay women um ladies that's okay because like they had or they are the head of the household right they had to make sure they okay before they could be there for their family just like with friendships you know you got to make sure you support people you know not judge people more supportive less judgment because you just never know what somebody's thinking you know the rate and suicide and men is up so high, you know. And it's sad that they have to suffer in silence. You know, it's sad that they feel like they can't talk to because of what society puts on them. You know, you got to be strong. You got to be weak. That's all bullshit. <laughs> That's all stuff that, you know, like like you said, who says that? <laughs> like, you know, I'm a crier, you know. And I wish, I feel like the stigma is getting a little better, but we have so much more work to do because their suicide rate in men, is still high, you know. People are still... Dying by suicide. That's the correct term, guys. Dying by suicide.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And you know what, to like, having been somebody who has, uh, you know, kind of struggled with that, but never felt like that thoughts were enough of a warning sign, like enough of a red flag with suicide to like, nobody's gonna take me seriously if I told them that I'm not feeling like being alive anymore. Like, I mean, we could go deeper, I'm not, but like, if you're ever having thoughts about ending your life when you literally won the lottery of the universe to be born and have the opportunity to live like uh, in, in an intentional life, yeah. we're doing the wrong thing. And so like says who, right? Like, are those people who are saying that you're not allowed to be vulnerable? Like, are they are they modeling the type of life that you think is like your, your definition of success? Like who do we want to be listening to? Like during COVID, right? I was so blown away by how well, like, Angela Merkel, and down in New Zealand, in the show for the, uh, like, I loved how they attacked COVID versus a lot of, like, the male leaders at, who <laughs> who just ignored it, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Um, before we get into the next question, right, you know, we talked about a specific topic. Anybody out there that's struggling with any thoughts of suicide, um, there is a suicide crisis number out there. The number is 988. The easy number to dial is 988. If you are struggling, if you know someone that's struggling, please reach out to the suicide prevention number 988. Um, you can call them if you're bored, lonely, depressed, sad, whatever, they are there, 365 days. Um, my next question for you is, I'll answer it first just to make you feel comfortable if you want to answer it. So my next question for you is, um, have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide any deep dark depression and if you haven't have you lost anyone to suicide so i answer first um i have lost people to suicide close friends of mine um i was sexually abused as a child you know by two of my male cousins so you know that trauma that lives in me has you know messed me up tremendously you know um i'm doing better now but you know i struggle with thoughts of suicide you know not want to be here attempts not, you know, hating life, not loving myself because of that trauma. Then 2019, lost my sister to liver cancer. I mean, my mom to liver cancer. I'm sorry, I lost my mom to liver cancer in 2019, then I later lost my sister. And it's just been like suicidal thoughts have been in my mind, attempts. Like I said, I have been doing better because, you know, like I said, I'm not a medical professional. I recommend this, but I have been microdosing and it has helped me a lot, you know, with the control of my suicidal thoughts, having a suicidal thoughts in months. It's been months since I had suicidal thoughts. But, you know, if anybody out there that's struggling with any thoughts of suicide, please get into some type of community. Talk to someone. There are, I was currently working for NAMI, NAMI National... <laughs> National <laughs> organization against mental health. Um, they help they have free online support groups no matter where. They have different NAMIs across the world. I was working volunteering for NAMI Bucks County PA. They have free online support groups. It's not intended to replace therapy, but being in a group, a support group with people that know what you're going through is amazing. Like it's not intended to place therapy, but you know, it's amazing. So and not
0: and NAMI's everywhere. I'm so glad you brought up NAMI because when you were like throwing out nine eight eight for the sewer side, like for the hotline, like um it's like well what's next right and I feel like NAMI or any support group that is I think NAMI is is like um for kind of like abusive relationship support group or whatever and so just even being able to identify the feelings behind what's making you want to not be alive
1: yeah they have they had different online support they like anxiety depression um peer support you know different NAMIs had different ones the ones I was part of was um Black Mind Matters um peer they have anxiety depression goals setting groups you know um family groups you know suicide prevention groups they have alternatives to suicide groups like NAMI I know all different ones have different groups but we all love free right <laughs> so it's free resources out there you just gotta google and just look up look up but to you to answer that question have you ever thought any thoughts of suicide
0: yeah um when I was Uh, I was molested by my cousin as well. Um, Wow. Different ones, male and female. And uh, um, I feel, I mean, like, I've definitely kind of gone into this in therapy and even, like, during the casting part, like, in my 20s, but very few people know this, so it will be interesting. Like, sometimes sometimes I think that instead of being embarrassed about it, like, just to kind of throw it out there, we will like allow others to be like whoa uh adam's being vulnerable maybe well there was that one time and i think i kind of made excuses for it because like even with friends and growing up like it's kind of like all right well like how does this all work and by like you know we're looking at each other right now but i'm talking about like how does life work how does my body work how does growing work? how do relationships work and like when you're super young like it's easy for and those and those cousins probably had good intentions. You know what I'm saying? They literally probably like had that stuff modeled for them by some of my other older cousins. I've never even talked to them about this. I've never like, I've never told them, but like till this day, I don't enjoy sex. I don't in, like, I, I have a problem with intimacy. I feel like the, um, yeah, like I, Sex is a chore, sex is a job so, like it's very it's like messy and gross, and like, and that's like fucking three decades, four decades later, man, that's like and so that would happen um and that would and I think that um you want to start pleasing a lot of people in life, and then later on down the road, there's um some other situations that were just like. That led to depression because I, I it would take me like six hours to do homework and so now I'm not believing myself like and a half an hour an hour of homework would take me six because of the ADD so like now I'm not understanding my body maybe I feel violated like I grew up in a in a household where discipline was was physical and um, it was just it was like a little bit of a toxic household and I I just really wasn't that stoked on life and so I found myself like like grabbing like a tie a belt and just like choking myself to the points where like in at 10 and 11 years old like I was like waiting for somebody just to find me and like see that there was a problem and and like, like I'd pass out or whatever and I never I never killed myself and then in high school one time I I woke myself up out of a dream I had gone downstairs into the basement and um gotten like a handgun out from like my dad's section like his area and i like pulled it pulled the trigger and uh yeah like that woke me up man like really 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 woke me up and so I finally told my mom about that and uh fortunately my dad didn't keep any of his firearms loaded but like a year later, one of my friends decided to jump off a hundred and twenty-four-foot bridge in the middle of winter. And when I when I spoke to him afterwards about it, and he survived it in the middle of like a New Hampshire winter, um, swam to the shore with a ruptured spleen and like broken legs, and just like it's like, man, the moment, the moment I got to that point where I was stepping off the rail, I knew that I didn't want to die. Yeah. And so you just start meet like you start meeting people who have also not wanted to be alive, but then, but then kind of have that thing go off in them where it's like you then you realize how precious life is, and I think that that's a reoccurring theme. Where it's like for people who do um, attempt suicide, it's really just a a cry for help. So w- how do we get an earlier warning sign, or how do we help these people who? Just go from zero to six like yeah there's more there and it's like it's it's like how do i how do we identify these people um or maybe how do we just all like literally how does just everybody do the work like if everybody's exercising then they're getting a natural dopamine release if they're playing video games too much if they're doing if they're smoking too much weed like i love that you're microdosing i love that like you're in like the mushroom world and or even understanding, like, like, I think it's called like the mycelin and stuff like that, that, like literally mycelin and like all those stuff that like grows with mushrooms, like connects the planet together. And so like, why not try to like incorporate nature versus pharmaceuticals? Um, Just being in an area in a group where people can talk openly and have the permission to edit like this with you. It's like, I don't know. I'm not a professional, but like, here we are rapping and having like, you know, Breaking bread, having drinks together, doing whatever it is, just so that we can kind of open up the floodgates and and talk. Not all of us have diarrhea in the mouth, like like yours truly. <laughs> well,
1: um, I want to thank you for being so open to share. You know, you know what you've been through. You know, I know
0: like you share sexual abuse. That's not easy for men to share. You know, well, even looking back, it doesn't seem like abuse, right? Like I was yeah. in an ab- I was in an abusive relationship, like a couple of abusive relationships with women where like I'd get hit or like verbally abused or cheated on or whatever, but like, never called that abuse. Cause we're men, you know what I mean? Like we're like, we can't be abused. Like we're the stronger sex. We're the larger, like we're like, and, and then it's like, Oh no, 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 that's, that's not true. Because like, you know, that little voice inside you that has like, that voice hasn't changed in 44 years. Yeah. That same voice is like, your body is just a vehicle. Like I now, I've just got forty-four, you know, forty-four years worth of miles on my vehicle. But like yeah. that little voice is just as vulnerable, and like it's, I'm still a child inside, man. Yeah, I might, I might look like a man, It's your inner child—that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Sometimes we have to, you know, and heal our inner child. But um, anybody out that is struggling, I'm gonna say this one more time: there is a suicide prevention number out there, the number is 988. Please, you know, reach out to someone if you or someone is struggling with thoughts of suicide. Please, please, please. And my next question for you, right?
0: So Adam was on. Or even just give him a call and and see if you can like, maybe, 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 maybe if you're, maybe if you're not like, how, like, how do you get involved? How do you become helpful? Sometimes like just speaking and being there for others allows you to feel like you're not in this whole thing alone. And that type of, I mean, all I'm saying is, like, yeah, call 998 if you need it, but also, like, get involved if you don't need it. Like, that's the time to get involved. Don't call it when there's an emergency. Or, sh- fucking shut up! Definitely call it when there's an emergency. But also, hey, just, like, looking for
1: people to, like, be chat line warmers probably. I'm pretty sure they're looking for that if you want to get involved or some type yeah. of post it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You know, to so somebody's season, you never know that post may be that one post that somebody sees and be like because of Leek or Adam. I saw that post and I wanted to get help. So do are right? There are different ways to just not just call, but just volunteer. Yep. So my next question for you, right? So and everybody knows Adam from World World Rules, the quest, right? And you know, you did I think three challenges, Battle of the Seasons, the Gauntlet one and two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then
0: and then they had me back for like this funny thing, like because I got to do two Road Rules. Oh wow, for real? Yeah, I did the Road Rules ten and Road Rules fourteen. So the quest, okay. and then viewers' revenge, and viewers' revenge was was cool because like it was six of us, and it was all like like Veronica, myself, Shane, Kina, yep. uh, Susie. And then there was like a pick crew. And so it was kind of, it was exactly like a challenge where they're trying to like vote, vote get people on and off the RV. Yeah. But then they, but then it was like, we'd go and film for three or four days. They'd cut the whole thing, air it live. And then the audience, like the fans would vote for who go like all yeah. this type of stuff. And uh, that was, I mean, your first like your first love is always like the best love or whatever but that second road rules I love more than any of the challenges that and like even when I won and stuff like that in right yeah so a
1: so, question for you about that right how was you know I'm not gonna dig too much
0: into it but how was that mentally for you doing on reality shows you know it was be- it, it was beautiful I came off of that that I came off of that experience having traveled for 10 weeks in Morocco and Spain. Oh, wow. And I didn't have a, I wasn't into, well, I was into journaling back then, but for some reason I didn't like, I wasn't in it where like I would, was doing it on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and so like, I wasn't, I wasn't keeping an active record of the show. And it's really tough to, to remember some of this stuff. And um, anyway, I'm kind of like, sorry, I'm going, I'm going off on <laughs> tangents. But when I got back from the show, I just sat down at the computer and started writing. And it was like, 40 pages later, like, then it was, like, I flew out to California, we saw our first episode, we went to, like, John Murray's house, and, like, one of the creators of the show with Mary Ellis, and watched our first show, and I was, I was, I was like, that's not how, that's not how I remember it, and, like, and, but what you realize is, like, And so I stopped writing, and like that, forty pages only got me like to the third episode. And so what I and so what happened is that like what I saw on TV became what I remembered of the show. Yeah. Had I not done that exercise, Um, and then when our director or producer on the show was from Rhode Island, and fortunately she was like, I think she kind of saw the struggle that I was in, yeah. And they they offered like ten sessions of therapy for. For us but like I mean I don't I think everybody got the same offer that I did but I snapped it up and I went to therapy right away and started talking about like about the difference between like watching a show for entertainment and then edit and having less than like a tenth of a percent of what is actually filmed shown and like how like how that you could still watch your the, an edited version of yourself, and be un, and and be unbiased in this third person perspective. So I would say to myself, like, even if that is an edited Adam, is that a, is that a part of me that I want to go forward with? So really, like, I think that road rules or reality TV in general, if done properly and like if you can like look at yourself and just say, like, I'm going to be vulnerable. Like I'm open to growth. What, who is that person? And, and is that a person who like, I want to carry forward? So that's, it did, it did amazing things for me. Like the experience was amazing. The, like the friends and the people who I've met on the show who like, we go through different seasons of our life. And some, and I mean, I don't think uh, I haven't talked to Ellen in 22 years. um I have I I keep in touch with Sophia every once in a while I love I I see Katie Blair was my best friend for a long time and until we like had some financial uh things come between us um Steve was like we connected over like the parenting stuff that's going on with us and having kids who um have like medical issues and whatnot that we need to try to like wrap our heads around um and so it was really cool to like but you're not supposed to get along with these people. Like you need to go, like we need to go into these shows with proper expectations. Like you're not on fucking vacation. You're being filmed all the time. You're doing exactly what you're told to do. You show up early, you stay late, you like hurry up and wait. You don't get to decide like, I mean, it's it, just cause you're somewhere more cool doesn't mean that you get to experience it. It's like, you're on a TV show, like it is work. And back in that, back in those days, I was making 300 bucks a week to do that show. I got home and went back to Boston and my parents had to pay my rent for me because I had zero money. Like you have nothing. And so I don't know. I don't remember what the show was, but I'm, I'm just talking about my experience. i all like. And that's okay.
1: That's okay. Thank you. I always like to ask, you know, people that have been on TV, like, how was it mentally? Because you know, nobody's never asked. I listen to these interviews of people, whatever is like, whatever TV show. Nobody's asking, like, how was that mentally? So, thank you
0: for answering that for me. So, honestly, um it's a lot. It's a, a lot. Just, right. in case, just in case you need to edit it for the short version, it is a complete mindfuck, leak Yeah, it seems Watching like it, and participating in it. See, that's
1: so. This is where, like, I like, as a question. So, you know, like. Like, I feel like back in the day, right? I'm only 32, be 33 next week. Or next, I think next week. <laughs> but um, I feel like, like back in the day when I used to watch you know, like Ro Rules and when I was watching, I don't remember all of it, but I used to watch it. I feel like today's social media wasn't like it was back then you know probably wasn't no social media at all but today's world you know you watch online you got people judging you you know you got to watch it back you got to watch it, see what happened what people said but then today's world you got to add the social media judgment to it so that's why i always ask people how is that doing it because like i always like one to go on like a tv show like big brother and i started thinking i'm like the people I had on from Big Brother on my podcast, I'm just like, yeah, seems like a lot mentally, you know, just to be cut outside. You don't have your phone. You can't know outside world. They said they could barely go outside in the um the yard. I'm just like, damn, like that will mess me up mentally. But um it's like prison,
0: but at least in prison you can read, you can like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm all I'm saying is that it is a very controlled environment. And yeah. So, but you know what? That so social media could be like it, it could be this catch-22 yeah. nowadays right like you have to deal with all the trolls or now you have the opportunity to actually tell your side of the story as well but I think that and maybe you've heard this from other people who you've had on a lot of us don't watch our shows yeah
1: some people tell me they don't watch their seasons like big brother they don't watch it and yeah. wow
0: because you need to, because you need to be, have it be healthy. Like if, unless you're open for, if you're watching it, expecting to look like a hero, turn that shit off. Cause you're not, you're going to go through like this beautiful hero's journey or like a character. Arc.
1: Yes. So my next question for you, right. Um, where are some good coping skills that you could recommend to someone that's struggling with the mental health? And before he answers my coping skills, Adams coping skills may not work for everybody, but there are some coping skills that may work. So go ahead, my friend.
0: Um, are you talking about like a normal routine, or are you talking about when the going gets tough? Both, all of it. You know, normal
1: routine going gets tough. Something that can help somebody that's listening right now. That like, oh, you know, I could try
0: that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start off by by saying like, count your five friends and make sure you understand what it, who your inner circle is, yeah. uh, do some gratitude journaling. It's literally like just every morning. And like, some sometimes people are too tough on themselves. I'm talking about, I am grateful for being alive. I am grateful for having food to eat. I am uh, grateful for my family. Like I'm grateful for this body. I'm grateful for being able to breathe clean air. I'm talking about you get basic. Like you don't have to be like, I'm grateful for, for my job and how like I can work remotely and pick up my kids from school and drop them off and like I'm not talking about even like that kind of gratitude I am talking about baseline gratitude and so then I would say meditation and like I always hear a funny thing about meditation someone's like well I don't I don't have 10 minutes to meditate and like the the, the mentor or whatever would be like all right well you need to meditate for 20 minutes then it's like but didn't you hear me I don't have time okay like So I would say like Headspace or Calm, like just one of these free apps that you can jump on and get like, you could just get present and just sitting down is a win. And so people need to feel like just by making their bed, that's a win. Just by sitting down and being present for five minutes, 10 minutes, three minutes, that's a win. Like living simply, like understanding some principles of stoicism, I think is like really beautiful sometimes where like, I went on um, one of these challenges before and I just brought like a few black t-shirts and a couple pairs of shorts. And I was like, like you know what, fuck around and find out. Like, I'm not gonna like, I'm, I'm gonna keep clean, but like, I'm just gonna go so basic in life. And sometimes my brother and I will just like head off into the woods, t-shirt and like what, whatever we have on us with, with nothing. And yeah. when, you, when you take those exercises in stoicism or like in frugality or like minimalism, you like la- you just realize how much all this shit in our life clutters clutters up our feelings and choices and weighs us down. Um, I have like I you know what I'm I'm literally gonna pull it up. I'll I should send it to you. But like I have this thing in my journal that's like I'll, I'll literally just kind of go down. I feel happy reading. I feel happy exercising. I feel happy journaling. I feel happy meditating. I feel happy living simply. I feel happy watching movies. I feel happy listening to music. I feel happy traveling in the RV. I feel happy going with the flow. I feel happy eating healthy and being in ketosis. I feel happy creating delicious meals. Like I feel happy for being kind, forgiving, and not judging. I feel happy sitting in beautiful places. I feel happy being around my family, friends. Like Those are just a few of the things that, like, yeah. That, but, like, have some things to read about what it is that like why you should be happy, because I think a lot of us forget maybe we're maybe we're comparing ourselves to other people and we're always looking up, right? because we're always yeah. we're forward, we're always trying to take this forward steps or or we're trying to climb up, and we don't realize just how high off the ground we are and just how successful we already are. and well, just how happy we are,
1: yeah. That's so good. That's so good. That's so, so good. Coping skills are different for everybody, guys. You know, exercising is one that helps you mentally. I've been times where I was depressed and suicidal and I need to do the same thing I did back in, you know, back in the day. I used to run to the gym and then work, um, you know, journaling, like you said. Um, it don't have to be a written journal. It could be a um, voice note journal if you want to. You know, something that you can listen back to, read and, you know, self-care is definitely a must, you know. Whatever that looks like, self care is different for everybody. Shopping, it could be self care, you know.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, like, right. I mean, right there. That's my. I mean, well, I guess I have like a blurred black background, but like that's that's my Peloton, or that's not my Peloton. That that is Ali's Peloton, but it is a. Uh, I mean, we've got Peloton, and my my brother's got one, and like that is my. It, I just get my dopamine fix every morning. So if there's any Peloton people out there in the community, look look up Datam Larson. Come find me. Come ride with me. Like that's my thing. <laughs> Self-care it's, is not selfish. You gotta fill your cup if you think you're gonna be filling other people's cups. So make like sure you take that. care of yourself, right? Lee. I like that. Self-care is not selfish. I like that. I like that. Put that <laughs> on the shirt. Put that on
1: the shirt. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know you would. <laughs> I would wear that too. My last question for you, right? I want to ask you, if somebody is listening to this podcast episode right now, what can you tell them that could convince them why it's important that we put our mental health first, right? Some of us, right, that struggle with mental health issues, we always put everybody else before us. But tell that person that's listening why it's important that they put their mental health first. Um, Maybe, you know
0: what? That's a great question. Why is it why? I mean, besides the obvious answer that we want to be operating as the best version of our South League, I would say that, like, um, I would say the, the most important reason is because maybe that it would allow us to be more present. And if we're and if we are present, if we if we're not allowing like that depression or anxiety or shame and guilt to to really get the best of us that we have the best opportunity to enjoy the life that we're, that we're blessed with yeah, and to, ha- and to be as productive as possible, to be as happy as possible. I would say like, I'd say mental health is, is, yeah, I think that would be like the number one obstacle. And you just look around and you realize like w- what unchecked mental health can lead to. And you, You sit down with some of these homeless people and you realize that they are fucking brilliant. Like they, they made a couple bad decisions and didn't have a support network and didn't have somebody who could like allow them to be mentally healthy. And then the, the rabbit hole that they, that they went down is kind of no fault of their own. So like if you're numbing, then if, if you're, Smoking a bunch of weed, numbing, playing video games, numbing, over-exercising, numbing, not being social, whatever the numbing is to like, whatever that trying, like whatever you're trying to avoid is probably a result of like your mental health and letting that voice get louder and louder and louder and louder and feeling like the only way that you can cope is to, to pop a beer to like grab a drink So you, and so i didn't I, I didn't answer but like i just think that like you're so right it's just so important so it's it's the thing
1: and i always say that you know nobody's gonna put you into her first like you're gonna put yourself first you have to be there for yourself first before you can be there forever you know you can't be there forever while you're empty you know you have to fill your own cup up you have to give your what are your own flowers you know so that you can be there the best version of you and, you know, make sure that you're taking care of yourself, you know, nobody's going to take care of ourselves like we supposed to, nobody else is going to do it, and i just say thank you, Adam, for, you know, coming on, being a guy, this is a great conversation, this is amazing, learn some stuff about you, you know, no bad stuff, good stuff, you know, but I learned some stuff about you, and I want to thank you so, so much, my brother, thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank, I mean, like sitting across and just like seeing you smile, it's very easy to open up. And so you've got amazing energy. Give yourself a huge pat on the back. And all I'm doing is, you know, responding to, to your prompts. And so maybe we can all go out and be a little bit more beautiful today and make somebody else's life better and just ask them how they're doing. Yes. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you. Uh, stay blessed, brother.